Welcome to the show they don't want you listening to. The show with all your rights and zero handcuffs. So sit back and stand, grab that chopped cheese while you wait for that six bus. Cause let's be real, you know it ain't coming anytime soon. This is The Miranda Project. Welcome to the project. I am your host, Manny. Happy to be with you. Let's get this show on the road. There's a lot going on here. This is a packed, packed episode. Again, thank you for being with us. And let's just run right into it. Before we do that, I want to thank our friends over at creditnerd.com. Go to creditnerd.com. Check them out. They are a provider of credit reporting and credit monitoring service for a dollar a trial for the trial of a dollar, like literally go to creditnerd.com. You get, uh, users get unlimited credit score and report access and many other features. Go to creditnerd.com. Understand your credit like a nerd. Once again, creditnerd.com. Understand your credit like a nerd. Go to the top of our website, the Miranda Project, PROJCT.com. Click on the link directly there or click on the link in our show notes and let Credit Nerd know the project sent you. Thank you very much, Credit Nerd. Now, again, packed show. There's a lot of information going on here and we want to basically jump right into it. Um, I don't want to say we told you so. Uh, we did speak about, you know, something in, in towards what's, you know, what's going on now. Um, in a previous episode titled "Is NYC the Guinea Pig," we 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 basically touched upon something that happened in New York City and how that might lend itself as a trial to what might be uh something that will be rolled out nationally so you know we were we we you know we're not taking credit for it but you know and we, we don't want to go out and say it we told you so but we uh, okay we, we kind of told you so we'll, we'll, we'll put it that way we we, we kind of told you so and we'll explain what that is in a bit, but we want to show you this article from the Daily Mail that we found, and it's been floating around uh, um, all over the news now recently. I mean, all over social media, and and I, I, we want to talk to this particular article in the Daily Mail. The Biden administration to fund to fund programs that hand out crack pipes to prevent infection and promote racial equity. Okay. Um, what, uh, um, what, how is handing out crack pipes going to promote racial equity? I, I, I'm sorry. It, it, I, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little confused by that one because you're, have we totally forgotten what happened in the eighties? Have we totally forgotten how the the crack epidemic completely and utterly destroyed black and Latino communities in New York City and around the country? Have we forgotten that? But now, for some odd reason, the Biden administration feels that it, it's it, it's behooved them. It, it, it's a good idea to basically go out there and and fund giving away crack pipes. How is that beneficial to 
low-income neighborhoods. How is that beneficial to the, the, the people that really suffered through this in the past and are still reeling from it now? You know, it, it, it's, it's, it, it, I grew up listening to, to, to Wu-Tang Clan. And, uh, you know, I, I hardly listen to them now, but I, I, I grew up listening to it. And one of the songs that, that, that stuck to me or came to mind as soon as I read this article is, uh, by Raekwon, the chef, and it's titled, can it be all so simple then? Can it, something like that. I think it was, can it be so simple then? And it was talking about the good old days. But one of the lines in the song that he talks about is the fact that his father was injecting intravenous drugs into his bloodstream. And, and, and that's what he remembers about his father. You know how many children of the 80s and early 90s don't know their parents because of the drug epidemic that hit the city of New York and across the country? So it's a good idea to hand out crack pipes. It's a good idea to give out these, this, this paraphernalia so that people can, can, can freely consume drugs and continue their downfall. I mean, uh, but wait, that's racial equity, uh, according to the Biden administration, right? President Biden's, uh, uh, excuse me, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm just like completely and, and i'm cutting I, I wanted to make sure that this was big enough president biden's health and human services department hss is finalizing funding to dole out crack pipes to drug addicts as part of its harm reduction plan um what the 30 million dollar grant program which accepted uh, which accepted applications until monday and will begin doing out doling out money in may tends excuse me intends to provide funds to nonprofit and local governments in i mean governments to make drug use safer to advance racial equity um I, I'm still confused by that. How is that racial equity? What, what, what racial equity is it to basically go backwards? Why are we regressing? Why are we, why are we falling back into, into these, these policies or these things that took place in, in, in the eighties or in the nineties that did nothing good for any low income neighborhood, any, any people, any person in, in, excuse me, in, um, in in New York City in in across the country that was that was affected by the the crack epidemic by the crack cocaine epidemic i mean how is this supposed to be racial equity i i don't get that i i don't understand that i mean please somebody enlighten me maybe i'm just dumb maybe maybe you know maybe just knowing and seeing and, and and seeing new york city recuperate from that over the years maybe i i maybe i'm biased maybe they know something i don't i i, I guess right hss said that the kids will serve to limit the risk of infection typical users smoke out of glass pipes which can lead to cuts and sores that become infected with disease like hepatitis c 
Okay. Handing out pipes is also intended to, prom to prompt users to smoke rather than inject themselves with some substances like meth as injection is far riskier. Okay. Applicants for the program get priority if they serve underserved communities such as African Americans or Native Americans or LGBT people, LGBTQ people, excuse me. The crack cocaine epidemic started starting in the 1980s disproportionately ravaged the black community. Again, uh, this is please. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> again, I, I want to read that last sentence. The crack cocaine epidemic starting in the 1980s, which is what we just spoke about, disproportionately ravaged, ravaged the black community. But yet, this is supposed to be racial equity. The applicants for the program get priority if they serve underserved communities such as African-Americans or Native Americans or LGBTQ people? How is this racial equity? How is this not going backwards and basically going, you know, just going backwards to the 1980s and just destroying the, the, the black communities, the Latino communities? How is this not, how is this not that? How, how I mean, am, am I, is it just me? Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe somebody can explain it for, to me. Maybe somebody can, can basically, you know, run it down for me because I, I just don't, don't, I don't agree with this. You're, you're not doing a service to these communities that need help, that, that need to get themselves up, that need to, to, to do better for themselves. No, no, you're not doing that. that, that that's not what the, you're not serving that. You're, 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 you're enabling. This is what this is. You're, you're enabling. It, it, it's, it, it truly is sad. And, and I mean, come on. Cities like San Francisco and Seattle have experimented with their own crack pipe kit distribution programs. Others have backed away from such plans. Louisville, Kentucky allowed convenience stores to sell drug kits before later banning them from doing so. Meanwhile, the Justice Department signaled Monday it may allow safe injection sites to open up across the U.S. Such sites would be safe havens where drug users could use heroin and other narcotics freely without risking arrest in an environment monitored by health professionals. This is, this is where we said is New York City guinea pigs. This is where we, th th right here, because we talked about this in that previous episode. The DOJ told Associated Press it was evaluating such facilities and taking to regulators about, talking to regulators about the appropriate 
guardrails, the D, um, the, excuse me, guardrails. The DOG under the Trump administration had prosecutors who fought aggressively against a plan to open safe consumption sites in Philadelphia. What ended up happening? It went all the way to the Supreme Court. You know what ended up happening there? It, the Supreme Court didn't take up the case. The, and then a few weeks later, the sites opened up in New York City. And now it looks like it's going to open up across the country. So New York City was the guinea pigs, were the guinea pigs for this program. And now it looks like this is coming to your neighborhood near you. That, that's basically where, you know, where we are. New York City was the, the guinea pig. New York City uh, served the purpose because we, we spoke about it in that episode. Uh, is New York City or is NYC the guinea pig? And, you know, because Mayor, mayor you know, Mayor the other guy. <laughs> the other guy we're, we're not going to name him we're not going to name him he, he 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 doesn't deserve a mention on the show anymore mayor the other guy he opened up this site to monitor people and now people apparently the numbers are saying that people are avoiding uh, or there are less um overdoses granted that that, that i mean okay that, that's good news but you're enabling people. You're not helping people. You're enabling. You're telling people it's okay. Here. Consume. Consume your narcotic. We'll help you. It's okay. You're not empowering people. You're taking it away from them. But that's equity. That, that, that's racial equity. According to the Biden administration, according to the people in New York City, according to the people in Oregon, according to the, to the people in in California, San Francisco, you, this is racial equity. Going backwards, regressing to the 1980s where the crack cocaine epidemic destroyed, destroyed black Latino communities, poor communities, not only in New York City, but across the country. But this is where we're going. This is the direction that we're going in. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Uh, and, and again, this is, this is racial equity. The, the, uh, according to the people that know the people, you know, that this is, this is racial equity. I, I, I just, I'm confused. I, I truly am confused with, with this going on and with the rise in crime or, you know, not even the rise in crime. I mean, obviously the rise in crime, but why is right the cr- crime rising? You know, is it this enabling? I mean, because it goes hand in hand. If you look at the 1980s, there was inflation, joblessness. Obviously, the crack epidemic hit. I mean, and then there was no jobs. And we're headed right back in that same direction. But no, 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 no. This is, this is racial equity. Crime was at an all-time high. But this is racial equity. You know, why is crime at all time high? Why are we getting there? We, we, we mentioned, we, we, we did mention, um, you know, uh, inflation and all of this stuff. But why is crime at an all time high? We're going to talk about that. But before we do, we want to thank our friends over at Instacart.com. 
go over to instacart.com. They have great deals for for you. Uh, you get a nice monthly subscription, better than any of the other um, uh, plans out there that nickel and dime you. Uh, go to instacart.com. You can get whatever item that you need uh, delivered to your door within within the hour, you know, in approximately an hour, who's better than you to be able to get the items that you need delivered to your door and, and and without having to worry about having to run to the grocery store to be able to go onto your phone or your computer and shop and have someone do the shopping for you, get lists, uh, you know, that match up with your shopping habits, get coupons and deals that, that work for you and your shopping habits. This is what Instacart can do for you. This is how they uh, make life easier for you. Go to instacart.com. Check them out. Remember that the, the big game is 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 upon us. Uh, you, you have great deals on items ready for game day with instacart.com. Go to them, check them out, go to the top of our page or in our show notes, click on those links and let Instacart know that the project sent you. So now, you know, this is racial equity as we see, and, and, and we wonder how is it that crime is at an all time high? What, what is it about, you know, crime that, that it's that, that, you know, what's going on with crime? You know, what, what is, what, 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 at the, what, what is it? We're all subject to it. We're all suffering it, right? We're all in the midst of it, but what's going on? What's going on here in New York? I want to I want to share this this video with you uh, um, to see what it is, what is uh, going on in New York. And for our audio listeners, um, you're going to hear the audio uh, about this, you know, with this video. And it basically explains it, it, it gives you the Comstat numbers so far in the year, um, you know, these crime numbers uh, in New York City. So uh, check it out, please. Now, this is all happening as crime has surged across the country. According to the NYPD, New York City overall crime is now 42 percent higher compared to the same time last year. Shooting incidents up 30 percent, car theft up 96 percent, and transit crime on the city's subways is up 75 percent. On Thursday, a woman was mugged at knife point during rush hour, no less. She was uninjured, and the suspect is on the loose after running off with her purse. And this morning, Dana Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg is speaking. You'll remember that Bragg initially said that armed robberies by knife point would be considered a misdemeanor. He reversed that policy as well as other policies last week under pressure. It is now considered a felony. You know, you can see that there is a high, you know, the, the, these numbers are, are, I mean, insane. The, the rising crime, 42% total crime. Shootings, 30%. Transit crime, 75%. 75%. I mean, car theft is up 96%. What, what, what is going on? And, and now you're going to pump crack pipes into these neighborhoods that are ailing because of bad, bad policies. Um, because of the fact that the inflation is as is the fact that, you know, um, we'll, we'll talk about the bail reform in a little bit. We'll talk about, you know, the fact that, 
you know, police are out there trying to do their jobs and they're not allowed to do their jobs correctly. And we've always, we, we, we continue to say that reform is needed. You know, we're, we're not going to continue to repeat it, but come on. Th- this is, this is where we are. This is supposed to be racial equity. This is supposed to be equitable. This is, this is the, the equity that, that, that the, the I, don't, I don't know whom this is what they want. I, I, this is, I mean, again, I'm going to just pose the question. This is racial equity. Nearly every single city police precinct has seen spikes in crime so far this year, including five, which the rate has doubled, according to the latest troubling NYPD statistics. No neighborhood is safe, one Brooklyn cop warned Tuesday. At this rate, we will lose the city by St. Patrick's Day. The only precinct in Manhattan not to see its crime rate jump was this 22nd precinct, the one covering Central Park. Only the squirrels are safe, another cop added. Tourists will never come back. (laughs) But wait, this 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 is racial equity. This is the utopia that we were promised. This is the, 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 the uh, equitable utopia that we were told we were going to get when we defunded the police, when we did this, that, and the third, and we changed this policy and that policy. And, and, and um, we, you can't have, uh, what's it called? Prosecutors prosecute crime. You, you can't set bails. The, the, the age uh, has changed for, for people committing crimes or for these kids committing crimes. And and don't get me wrong, I understand that I I, I you know I, I wouldn't see I wouldn't want to see a, a child in a man's prison. But at the same time, why should a child be committing a man's crime? No one is safe except the squirrels in Central Park. It, it, it's a joke. I mean, it, it, it's a joke, but it, it's a harsh reality. It gets worse because the prices go up, the rent goes up, the diapers, everything goes up, but the jobs. Didn't we mention that? Didn't, didn't we? I, I, wait, hold on. The father of four told the Post on Tuesday, my wife is too afraid. So we moved to Suffolk, Suffolk County, Long Island next month and and all of this is from an article uh titled no neighborhood is safe crime up in nearly every nyc precinct and this lady stats and this is by um larry salona steven vago and jorge fitzgibbon so everything is going up inflation we spoke about it you know on top of that you know the um the uh Interest rates are also going to rise soon. So this, this, is, this is where we're looking at, right? This is basically where we are. This is what we're looking at. And this is what this gentleman is talking about. Everything is going up. Everything is rising. People can't go out and afford certain things, so they figure, I'm going to take it. That's a rise in crime, right? Didn't that happen in the 80s? Why are we going backwards? Oh, no, no, no. This is racial equity. So now, on top of that, now we're going to pump the use of crack cocaine 
back into these neighborhoods. Oh, but wait, on top of that, I didn't even mention it. The fact that you're pumping the, the or you're promoting or you're allowing or you're, you're, you're enabling the, the use of crack cocaine in, in these poor neighborhoods who are, have already dealt with this epidemic. And now it's being reintroduced and it's being enabled and nobody's saying anything about it. Everybody's patting everybody on the shoulder or giving a, a, a pow pow and saying, no, no, don't do that. Or if you're going to do it, come do it with us. Now we also have a fentanyl epidemic that's hitting these neighborhoods. But oh, no, no. This is, this is all in the name of racial equity. All in the name of racial equity. This is what the administration is saying. I'm not saying it. And it's not only the administration. It's also people in New York City. It's also people in New York State. It's also people in other countries, and not other countries, excuse me, in, in, in other states. Because as we saw in the previous article in the Daily Mail, it's also happening in California. It's happening in Oregon. And, and I'm sure Chicago will follow suit and, and, and places like Kentucky, which they said they tried. And, but, you know, it, 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 it'll probably go back. Right here is the map of New York City per borough, per precinct. And you can see the numbers, how they have increased. And Harlem has increased by 122%. In Queens, you have two areas, 142%, 118%. In Brooklyn, you have 105% and 107%. These neighborhoods have been ravaged by crime, by gun violence. And why? Why have them? Why? Why have these neighborhoods been ravaged by, by gun crime? I mean, it, it's just, it, it's, it's horrible to see. I mean, people are, again, I, I, I go back to, I go back to this, uh, to, to the man's, to the man's statement. It gets worse. Because the price goes up, the rent goes up, the diapers, everything goes up, but the jobs, there's no jobs. There's no jobs. Everything is up. I'm going to, I'd rather steal. And people are going to run. People are going to run for the hills. They're going to go and they're going to move to Suffolk County and they're going to move to other areas because they're, ju they're just afraid. I mean, the man said it. his wife is afraid. Can you imagine being afraid? You, you, you can't even go outside to go and get a pair of, a, a thing of diapers. It, 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 it's, a, uh, uh, it, it's, it, it's horrendous. It, it, it really is horrendous. And, and, and we have nothing to blame or we have no, yeah, no, no, not nothing because there are people that we can blame for this, but we have nothing to blame for this than the, the ridiculous policies that have been, that have been put on people, the ridiculous policies that, that people have imposed the ridiculous policies that people are basically taking advantage of that the, the, that's what we have to blame for here. And there needs to be changed. Something has to give, something has to change. Who's going to do it. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I hope that there is some kind of change and, and, and people start realizing. But something has to give. People are going to leave. And just like in the previous, uh, in, in that previous um, piece of the article, you know, oh, squirrels are safe. That doesn't mean that tourists are going to come back. What tourist is going to come back to a crime-ridden city? 
where if, as we saw in the video, you are in the subway and you're going to get mugged. Are you going to come to New York City? Yeah, honey, let's go. Let's go to New York City. I want to get mugged today. I, I want to go see Mamma Mia and I want to get mugged. Oh, no, no, not Lion King. But let's make sure that we have enough money to make sure that the, the, the guys that might mug us at the end of the, you know, at the end of the show get enough money because we have to take care of them, too. <laughs> I know that's just stupid. It is. But are people are, 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 are people going to come to New York City and say, well, I know I'm going to get mugged, but I'm still I, I, I'm still going to take the chance. I, I'm still going to go down there. I, I'm still going to cro uh, cross the pond, as they say, because I'm a Brit, let's say, and I'm going to cross the pond and I'm going to go to New York and I'm going to get mugged because, you know. I, is that where we are? Why are we here? We, we mentioned the policies, but let, let's talk about those policies. Let's talk about, uh, uh, you know, a policymaker in, in, you know, in general, one of the policymakers, one of the people that that is really really responsible for that and did his mind change a little bit why why did did his mind change a little bit in some of the policies that he tried to implement or or or, or things that he tried to implement why Let's talk about that in a little bit before we do that we want to thank our friends over at uh live well nutrition live well nutrition is a um excuse me, a, they, excuse me, live well nutrition crafts the finest organic vegan protein powders. Check out their website, livewellnutrition.com. That's livewellnutrition.com. You go to their website, you get an idea of the, the items that they have there, the, the plant protein based uh powders that they have that are are there to help you live a more nutritious lifestyle they also give you uh recipes that you can try that that will you know fill you with the, this plant-based protein this protein that you need to live a more nutritious lifestyle there are other proteins yes but live well nutrition shows you how important it is to have a a vegan protein powder lifestyle or not lifestyle, but diet that can help you live that more of a nutrition lifestyle. Check out livewellnutrition.com. Click on the link on our website or uh, go to our show notes and click on the link there and let Live Well Nutrition know that the project sent you. So as we said, we, we were talking about policies. We were talking about policymakers. We were talking about people that enforce the law and or don't enforce the law. And, and, and now we're dealing with all this craziness. And how is it that we're here? And, and why is it that we're here? And, 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 you know, again, this is where, where we are. This is where we are. But why? Why? Oh, excuse me. Wrong, wrong slide. This is the right slide. Accused soft on crime Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, we've, we've spoke about, we've, we've brought him up before, right? We, we've spoke about him before. Conceded Tuesday that even his own Harlem neighborhood is in crisis amid a surge in street violence. Wait, hold on. Hold, hold, hold. I want to, I want to, I want to show you. Uh, uh, again, 
Look at the graph. Look at the, 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 the graph. Precinct 26, 122% rise in crime. 122%. He, the beleaguered district attorney recounted how he, excuse me, attended two anti-gun rallies in Upper Manhattan over the weekend and that there were shootings apparently around the same time or shortly after each. I still live in Harlem, he says, in the upper part of the borough, which is really in the middle of a crisis, Bragg said, during a virtual talk with the nonprofit Coro New York Leadership Center in Lower Manhattan. I was at an anti-gun rally on Saturday in Harlem, and then I left and found out that a few blocks away, at almost the exact time, there was another shooting, said the prosecutor, who has drawn widespread outrage over, excuse me, outrage over his aggressively progressive policies. And this right here is from an article in the New York Post. Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg admits his own Harlem neighborhood is in crisis by Tamar Lapin and Jorge Fitzgibbon. Or Gibbon. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. It's not done intentionally. So now he's seeing this. It's in his backyard. Not interesting how. When it hits your backyard, when it hits your home, when it when it comes to you, when it's close to you, that policymaker all of a sudden switches his mind, changes his mind, says, "Wait, hold on for a second. Something, I, I something's got to give. I, 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 you know, nah, it's too close to me. I, I, I can't. No, this, this can't continue." Shortly after taking office in January, Bragg issued a memo to his prosecutors ordering them to stop seeking prison time for scores of criminals and to downgrade felony charges in cases including many armed robberies and drugs drug dealing then again we've been speaking about this for a while now this we, we we've been talking about this there's plenty of episodes plenty of shows uh, uh, dating back to last month when he was when 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 he was um uh, uh when he became the da when he was given the reins, let's say, for instance, right? Because again, people voted for this. He ended up reversing several of his most controversial stances amid outcry. There was an article that I was reading that a, this, this, this man basically was on a train in the Bronx and uh, on the sixth train, he was accosting an older man with a knife in his hand saying that he basically uh could do it can get away with it what he was going to basically deal with was he was going to get three squares in rikers and then be back out um yeah but pretty much it pretty much 100 percent. that that's bottom line that's 100 percent correct i agree with him that's basically what's going on and and it, it, he he bragged basically attested to that and now all of a sudden because it's in his backyard because it's reaching him because it, it, it's now close to him in his home where he lives where he rests his head and his neighbors are telling him yo hold up something's wrong you know i'm afraid to go out and get milk in the neighborhood something's got to give you got to do something oh now he reverses his mind now he 
changes his mind he changes his policy now if you do carry a gun it is a felony if you do carry a knife it is a felony and and you know and they will continue to follow suit they will all continue to follow suit but something's got to give man beyond that beyond that that something's got to give you know, great that that he shifted his policy. Great that he changed. Great that he that he said, okay, you know what? I, I gotta change my policy because now it's in my backyard. Now I gotta do something. I I I have to do I have to do something. So so good for him, I guess, right? Good for him. But something's gotta give because it's not only the Harlem not everybody just lives in Harlem. We saw that graph. I, I'll put it up again. 122 in Harlem, 107 in one area of Brooklyn, 105 in another area of Brooklyn, 142 in one area of the uh, of Queens and 118 in another area. And we're not even counting the Bronx. Those numbers haven't even shown the statistics of the Bronx. I can imagine. I could just imagine if they would have gone into those into those boroughs and done a deep a deeper dive there. I could just imagine. Something's got to give. Something's got to change. Now, Mayor Eric Adams has been, he's been preaching about it, that something's got to give, and he's going to put out the, the plainclothes unit to put gun, take guns off the street, and, and, and I'm with him. That, that needs to happen. That needs to, that needed to happen yesterday. That should have never been taken out. That should have never been changed. The other guy changed that. I don't know why the other guy changed. Oh, yeah, it was political pressure because of BLM and because of what ended up happening with, with, with George Floyd, and we've all said it, even everybody in the NYPD has admitted that that was a horrible, horrible, horrible circumstance. Uh, um, circumstance everything uh i mean nobody has ever said that that was a, a proper policing nobody but the other guy said we're going to take the street the the street crime um the uh plain clothes unit off the street oh, hey, racial equity that's what it is right 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 the same racial equity that's pumping crack and co and cocaine back into the streets of New York. No, no, no. They're not pumping it directly. They're just saying, here's your crack pipe here. Oh, hey, oh, there's a center here. We just opened up the center. Here's your crack pipe or your syringe or whatever paraphernalia, which, you know, it is illegal to distribute paraphernalia for drug consumption. But, oh, no, no. Here it is here. And, and here's the location. Here's the room. We're going to monitor you. Hopefully everything's going to be okay. And, and, and whenever you feel the need that you need to come back, you can always come back. But now, instead of helping this person, instead of doing what's right by this person, you're enabling their chemical dependency. And that's what's going on here. That, 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 and, and that's going to be nationwide this is not only happening in new york yeah it's happening right now in new york yeah 100 percent. that's what said we we said it before we're the guinea pigs new york is the guinea pig we became the guinea pig and now it's rolling across new the, the, the country here's your crack pipe go ahead it's not a crime to go and smoke crack we're gonna monitor you we're gonna enable you You're going to get that chemical dependency, and in turn, you're going to need that government dependency. But we got you. We got you. We got you. We, we got you. Don't worry about it. We got you. Things got to change, man. Things got to change. They truly, truly do. But, you know, 
Nobody, they're not going to change it. I mean, they're, they're I, 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 you know what? I'm not going to say they're not going to change it. I, I can't say that. I, I'm, I'm not going to go sit there. I'm not going to sit here and say they're not going to change it. But there are going to people. That, there are going to be people that are going to stand against it, against the change. I mean, Mayor Eric Adams has stood up and said we need to change. We need to do this. We need, we, we need to re- change the, 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 the bail reform. We need to change the raise the age, uh, uh, uh clause. We, we need to do all of that. And he keeps getting what he keeps getting, uh, um. You know, he keeps getting stalled. He keeps getting stalemated. He, you know, uh, the the acting governor, Hochul, who just lifted the mask mandate uh, for businesses in New York, is basically telling him again, acting because she's not she wasn't an elected official. Just to clear that up, uh, you know, put that out there. Uh, She's stopping him and saying, no, we're not going to change it amongst others. But something's got to give. Before we get into that, before we deep dive into that, I, I, I want to talk about that a little bit because I, I, I wanted to talk about the some of the things that that Eric Adams is is facing when it comes to that, which I think is going to be helpful to New York rather than enabling people and giving them crack pipes and so on and so forth. But before we do that, I want to thank our friends over at geekbuying.com go over to geekbuying.com they were founded in 2012 and they have a mission of creating a platform that truly puts the customer first since our their inception they have become one of the leading e-commerce platforms selling a wide range of consumer electronic gadgets check out uh, geekbuying.com right now they have an awesome super sale uh going on uh check them out they have great deals for your for the geek in your life for you themselves yourself i mean they even have they have a great student discount i mean check out geekbuying.com they have some great great deals there uh e-bikes and e-scooters and 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 3d printers i mean the whole nine yards as they say right check out geekbuying.com go to our website click on the link at the top of the page or click on the link in our show notes and let geek buying know that the project sent you thank you geek buying so now as we mentioned, Mayor Eric Adams has been pushing for change for these, these, this thing to be changed. I mean, it needs to be changed. And he's, you know, the other guy messed it up for him. And now you have the acting governor, you know, stalemating him. No, you, 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 you stop. You, you, you're, you're not, you're not going to get what you're asking for. Right. And in, in so many words, right. Mayor Eric Eric Adams, and this is from, uh, again, the New York Post, Eric Adams urges New York to toughen bail laws, change, raise the age legislation by Bernadette Hogan and Emily Crane. I'm sorry, a lot of the articles here were from the Post. Uh, You know, I I like some of the stuff that they came through with when it came to these issues. Mayor Eric Adams urged state legislation in Albany on Wednesday to toughen bail laws and make changes to raise age legislation as he advocated for the needs of New York City. This is important because these things need to change. Testifying during a remote hearing on Governor Kathy Hochul's $62 billion executive budget plan on what has come to be known as Tin Cup Day in Albany, when the mayor presses the state on city budget priorities, Adams 
reiterated his calls for changes to the state's bail laws to allow judges to to send dangerous perps to jail. He said the targeted amendments to the law should be aimed at those accused of perpetrating gun violence. This needs to happen. We, we we talked about the pre in, in our previous episode where right on right on Harlem, 125th between, uh, you know, between 125th and 124th Street on Lexington Avenue, broad daylight, there was gunfire. People are opening fire in broad daylight. I saw the video from a, a, a bodega and and. You know, it's crazy how you see the gentleman there. There's a guy that's sipping coffee. It was early in the morning, right? I think not early in the morning, but it was like about 11 o'clock or something like that. And, and, and the guy's sipping coffee and the guy, this guy just comes and starts shooting. And the guy's like, like he's caught off guard, but, you know, he kind of walks away and then comes back and then goes into the grocery store and, and, and or the bodega, as they call it here in New York, right? But something's got to change. If if I'm shooting up the neighborhood and then I get caught by the police and then I'm basically just going to get three, three squares and right back out, who's going to stop me? I'm going to do it again. Again, talking about the fact that the guy in the train said that, you know, as he was accosting the older man, he was saying that he's going to get three squares and be let out. This is where we are. So he, he's basically saying that he's confirming that it, it, that needs to change and, and they need to tweak it again. We don't need to go to the extreme of, uh, of, of making sure that bail is like a million dollars, unless you, what's it called? You commit atrocities like Ted Bundy, but you know, we're not going to get, we're not going to go there. He pointed to his anti-gun violence plan released last month saying the crackdown on surging crime would require both intervention and prevention. As I said then, the sea of gun violence in our city does not have one single point of origin. It flows from many rivers, each contributing to the problem, Adam said. Hmm, let's see, you know, inflation, you know, high prices, no jobs. Um you know, oh, now we're going to put in, uh, we're going to allow people to smoke crack and co- and cocaine. And, oh, let's not forget the fact that fentanyl, something that nobody talks about, um, is ravaging uh, the community just like crack did in the 80s. But we're going to reintroduce crack. But maybe, maybe it'll, you know, maybe it'll negate each other. Maybe if crack and, no, 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 no. But anyways. Adams has repeatedly said he wants to change the 2019 bail law that eliminated cash bail being mandated for defendants accused of most misdemeanors and nonviolent felony crimes. They need to change. I'm sorry, they need to change. Those laws need to change because what these these people, they know they're committing these crimes. And what do they do? Oh, you know what? I'm going to get three squares and I'm out. I'm done. I'm good. And I can do this again. I'm going to get my three squares and I'm good. I'm going to go right back out and do it again. That's it. That, that's basically it. And like we said, he, he, he's getting, he's getting stalemated, but Senate majority leader, Andrea 
Stewart Cousins, Democrat from Yonkers, had already pushed back against Adams ahead of the hearing, arguing she didn't see a compelling reason to change the bail law that eliminated cash bail for most misdemeanor and nonviolent felony crimes. She goes, we do not want to criminalize poverty, Stewart Cousins said Tuesday, referring to defendants who can't afford to post bail. Well, nobody's saying to do that. But make it in a, play, in a way that they can be helped. In a way that it is affordable to them. You can't just let violent criminals back out into the street because you're just saying, we don't want to, what, 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 what's, her, what's her term again? We don't want to criminalize poverty. No, 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 no. You don't want to criminalize poverty. You, you just want to continue it. You want it allowed to, to you want it to, to continue. You want to allow it to, to, to continue to fester, I guess, right? Is that what it is? She expressed concern about a spike in crime that has plunged the Big Apple into violence, but insisted there is no connection between our bail reform and the national spike in crime that I think we all want to tackle and we should tackle collectively. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you, you don't see any correlation. You don't see any correlation, just like Alvin Bragg didn't see any correlation until it was in his backyard. Maybe it should go to your backyard. Maybe you'll see it when it, when, when it trickles into your backyard, into your neighborhood. Oh, no, you, you, you live up in Albany, and, and I, can, I can imagine in a very nice, posh house uh, uh, where there is no crime, that the, the, the sheriff's department is probably two to three people compared to the, to the, to, to the huge amount of, of police officers that we have in New York City. But no, 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 there's no correlation. The, the, the things that you guys did, the changes, all of that, there's no correlation. The spike in crime has nothing to do with the fact that you can commit a crime and get three squares and be back out in the street. You can be a child or a teenager, kill somebody, be tried in criminal, not in criminal court, but be tried in family court and be right back out, right back to that gang who sent you to do that crime. And that gang is going to be saying, okay, now you're the man. Now we're going to go and you're going to do it again to somebody else and completely destroy that life. Of that, of that young man. But no, 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 no. There's no correlation. There's no correlation at all. There's no correlation at all. None, none at all. And now on top of that, we're going to pump crack, cocaine, the, the, the fentanyl epidemic that's hitting. And we're going to pump, and we're going to, we, we, we're going to uh, uh, pump all of that stuff. And we're going to enable all of that stuff mixed in with with the fact that there the inflation rate is high there's no jobs that everything is up that now the the interest rates are going to start skyrocketing and and new york is just going to become unlivable until you know something happens and 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 we we're able to stave off this inflation and and make things right which will take a few years but it has no correlation right um I'm sorry, your, your name again? I'm, uh, there it goes. Andrea Stewart Cousins. Right? No correlation at all. Until it hits. Excuse me. Until it hits your backyard. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know what else to say in that regard. But again, hey, listen. On a good note, on a, on a, on a pot, uh, is it a positive? I, this is all done in, for racial equity. Racial equity. We've, we're achieving racial equity 
yeah, uh, thank you very much for that. But anyways, I I, I do want to highlight uh, or, or continue doing what we're do- we've been doing for the month, and that's highlighting um, what's it called, Black Entrepreneurs for Black History Month. So we want to continue doing that. Uh, this the, today's in today's show, we want to um, talk about this young lady here. I'm pointing in the wrong direction. Now it's this way. <laughs> I'm still doing it. But anyways, um, we want to thank, uh, or we want to talk about this young lady here. This is Mary McLeod Bethune. Uh, she is a, uh, she was born July 10, 1875 and passed away May 18, 1955. Was an American educator, philanthropist, humanitarian, womanist, and civil rights activist. Bethune founded the National Council of Negro Women in 1935, established the organization's flagship journal of uh, Afro-American Women Journal, and resided as as president uh, or leader for myriad African-American women's organizations, including the National Association for Colored Women and the National Youth Administration's Negro Division. She also was appointed as a national advisor for President Franklin D. Roosevelt, who she worked with to create the Federal Council on Colored Affairs. Hmm. Wasn't that the same FDR that they just removed his statue from the Museum of Natural History because for racial, because it was racist? Or, but, oh, okay. Uh, no, no. <laughs> They moved, he's racist. They, they moved his statue. Um, also known as the Black Cabinet. She is well known for starting a private school for African-American students in Daytona Beach, Florida. It later continued to develop as Bethune-Cookman University. Bethune was the sole African-American woman officially a part of the U.S. delegation that created the United Nations Charter. Wow. And she held a leadership position for the American Women's Voluntary Services founded by Alice Throck, excuse me, Throckmorton McLean. For her lifetime of activism, she was deemed acknowledged, she was deemed acknowledged First Lady of Negro America by Ebony Magazine in July 1949 and was well and was known by the black press as the female booker t washington she was known as the first lady of the struggle because of her commitment to gain better lives for african-americans not the nonsense that we're that, that, that we're dealing with now apparently but you know um i, I don't know uh, others know better than me i guess Thank you so much, Mary McLeod Bethune. You have done, you did so much for uh, the, the communities of color, for, for uh, as an educator, we, we thank you for what you have done. Uh, and we, we, we highlight you on Black History Month. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on the project. Uh, like we, you know, we're always saying, I mean, you, you know, check us out on all our, our, our social sites, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, and, um, you know, 
we, we, we're getting a little bit better with some of the other stuff. Check us out on Rumble, uh, on YouTube, if you can find us, because sometimes they don't like what we say. Uh, and, you know, all the other social sites where we're, we're, we're getting a little bit more acclimated with some of them. You know, it's it's a work in progress. But we thank you all for being with us. As we say, uh, you know, I, I got to say goodbye to this beautiful young lady here that she's she's still she's still with us. But uh, thank you again, Mary McLeod Bethune. Uh, thank you all for joining us on the project, like we have said, and like we always say, because I mean, it's just evident. If you're not into politics, understandable. I mean, politics are boring. We say it on our website. People don't like politics. Just remember, politics is into you. Thank you very much, and God bless you all. Thank you.